This talk was recorded by Canvas Outreach Minneapolis, the College Ministry of Bethlehem Baptist Church, as a part of the 2021 Summer Training Project. For more information on Summer Training Project or Canvas Outreach Minneapolis, visit cominneapolis.org. of each of the diagram, because they do have pros and cons. They're not each diagram is great for each situation. I want you guys to think about uh, which situation then is most appropriate to use each diagram in. I also wrote the diagrams down. We're gonna be going, re-going over the bridge diagram, re-going over the well diagram, everybody's favorite from last week, and then a new one, uh, God, man, Christ response. So, again, you can flip. One size doesn't fit all. I thought this was kind of a funny little picture the elephant and snake and whatever else is in there that I forgot, little bird, all looking at a one-size-fits-all store. Clearly, they're not all the same size. It's not all going to fit. Similarly to uh, our talks, you know, you could say, Ethan, God works in all ways. God works in mysterious ways. The same diagram could work in every sense. Yeah, you are right. God can work in a lot of mysterious ways. God can always make a great impact no matter what we say or do. But, devil's advocate, if I were to say something along the lines of, on fourth and short, we know the offense runs a lot of bubble screens. We're going to send a cover two, buzz the flats, and fly out there. Jargon and nonsense and blubber to accept from maybe four guys in here. That can be how our talks are sometimes. That can be how the diagrams come across sometimes. I wrote, similarly, when we share the gospel, some people have an understood knowledge of terms and definitions that make diagrams more easily understood. I can say cover two, you know what I mean. While other people need to start with the building blocks of Christianity, they need to be told what the rules of football are, how to say hut, what a first down is, uh, before we can really even dive into theology. So let's look at the Bible to uh, prove some of these points, huh? I've got three points, Peter with the Jews, Peter with uh, Cornelius, and Paul in, in Athens. Each of these three cases, I'm not going to dive into very long, because like I said, I'm already going to keep you guys for a while, so I've got to keep you guys engaged somehow. But there's the references if you want to write them down. Look at them later. I would highly encourage it. They're all super cool stories. Really briefly, uh, Peter with the Jews in Jerusalem in chapter 2, 14 through 37, his whole message to this is the very first big gospel message after the resurrection, after uh, all the apostles just were filled with the Holy Spirit. And now Peter stands in front of the Jews and says, you are the ones who killed the Messiah. The Messiah you waited your whole life for, that you read and studied the Old Testament. You just killed him. Now repent and believe in him. Came to faith. Great message. Uh, second instance, Peter with the Roman centurion. Uh, with Cornelius in Caesarea. Sure. <laughs> he preached a very, diff very different message. He wasn't going to say, you killed him. He's the Messiah you looked for. Cornelius didn't look for him. Why would he say that? Instead, he laid out this message of a judge. And at the Roman times, it would have been very, very common to think of a lot of trials, a lot of courts, a lot of judgment, a lot of very high scholarly people. And so Peter laid out this different message that instead of repent, believe in the Messiah you waited for, he said, this Messiah we've been waiting for isn't just for me. He's for you. He's for the Gentiles. He is going to act as a judge and if you believe in him and put your faith in him, you can still be saved. Very different message. Tertiarily, 
I can make that up, right? The Paul spoke in Athens. A lot of you guys probably know about this story, more common story about the unknown idol, right? So Paul gets invited to the Areopagus, rock of Ares, which I looked up, because I thought that was interesting. Giant rock where they just share ideas and talk nonsense for hours and hours. I would hate it. Um, Paul tells him the truth about how his God, his Christ, is not a God made by man. He's not a God that you can build, that lives in these temples and these idols that they're creating, but rather he created them to have life. He created all of us to have life. And so his whole message is that my Christ is bigger than your Greek gods. That's the GG shorthand, not good game for you gamer people like Gabe back there. Um, In each case, many people came to Christ, and it's not that Peter and Paul are diminishing the gospel by any means. Uh, For the different crowds, diminishing the gospel for different crowds. Rather, they're breaking down the thing that each group holds the dearest and using that to demonstrate that Jesus is a better option for each, each case. Jesus is the Messiah the Jews waited for. Jesus does bring salvation to the Jews and Gentiles. And Jesus is the unknown God that rules, all, rules over all creation with no other. So let's dive into the bridge diagram. You guys have already seen this. I'm not going to go super extensively. I'm going to kind of snap through it. But bridge diagram, like we talked about Two weeks ago, right? Yeah, I think so. Cool. With Zach, uh, Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So if I'm studying this with Mr. Sam here, and say, Sam, first and foremost, let's draw two cliffs. Bam. <laughs> two cliffs. And I'd say, Sam, on these cliffs, you know, what's, what's going on with these cliffs? Well, I'd say, let's go back to our passage. Let's look at this very first, very tippity-top line. I love separating this verse into three different lines. It really helps to kind of um, separate and differentiate the ideas being d- given in each line. So I'd say, let's look at this first line. In this first line, there's three major words. Wages, sin, and death. And I would underline them. Bam. Like that. Yes. <laughs> and I'd say, what, we, what should we do with these, Sam? How about we put them on the far left cliff? Bam. And they'd go there. And it'd be so cool. And I would say, Sam, this is you and I. We're stuck on this cliff. Bang. Yeah! We're stuck on this cliff. And we're here. What does this other side look like? I would say, Sam, let's look at the second line. Uh, in the second line, I think there's three also major themes. Uh, the free gift, God, and eternal life. I would underline them. And I would say, Sam... I think we're on this side, and I think all these things, all these things from the second line are on the other side. And I say, man, how do we get from one side to the other? What do these things look like? And, you know, Zach talked a lot about spending time uh, really defining these words. Sorry, my mic keeps riding up on me. Talking about defining the words, I do think that's really important. If you have the time and energy to go through that, definitely do this. But I'm gearing this more towards somebody who has a fairly decent understanding of faith, they have a lot of the spiritual blocks, right? The building blocks. They're understanding what a wage is, how that's uh, the consequence for an action. Good or, good or negative, you're getting paid something for an action. They know what sin is. They know that it's anything that separates us from God. They know what death is, the eternal separation from God. They know free gift, God, eternal life. A gift you can't earn, you're given freely. Free gift, crazy how that works. God, the ultimate father, the best father, God is love, as uh, Zach talked about quite a bit in previous weeks, and eternal life, eternally living with God. I'd be like, man, 
how do we get from one side to the other? And I've done this before. Well, I'm getting a little long on this bridge diagram. I just love this diagram, though. But I've told people before, imagine this is like a 30-foot jump, right? Looks like maybe you try it over and over and over and over again. And I was in track in high school. I tried a long jump, was never good at it. I think my best was like 15 feet. Not really, but I could jump as hard as I wanted to as many times as I tried. I will never get across that gap. And I'd say, Sam, you and I are the same. We're not going to cross this gap. How are we going to cross this gap? There is no way except for the third line, bam, which I would underline, through the free gift, oops, sorry, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And I would draw out a little bridge that looks like a cross. And I'd say, man, if we have this, then we're no longer on this side. And I would scratch it out. I'd say, we're now on this side. I would draw us re over here. And that would be the bridge that I am real fast, really quick. You guys have all heard it. What I want to talk to you more about is the pros and cons of this. So if you want to flip to the next slide, I would love to turn to your neighbor, talk for 30 seconds. List one or two pros and cons for the bridge diagram. Right now, go. All right, let's keep moving. <laughs> so I know that's really fast, but I'm really trying to keep your guys' uh, Wednesday as free as we can. So, holy cow, guys, stop talking. <laughs> um, <laughs> I heard all you guys give answers, so I know you have answers. So shout out to me, two or three pros. Anybody, just shout them out. Simple picture of the gospel, awesome. One, one more. What's that? Visual. Visual, awesome. Give me three cons. Anybody think of a con? Christian jargon. Christian jargon, awesome. Someone could put themselves in the middle when you can't mm. in the middle. You like the picture. Sure. What else? Lacks practicality. Lacks practicality, awesome. Uh, the, I think three of each that Zach and I came up with are right there. Oh, there's a pros first, sorry. It shows the need for a savior, awesome. It shows you that you need to get from side A to side B, and you can't do it by yourself. Talks about the highlights are depravity. Again, you can't do this by yourself. You need to get across. You are going to die an eternal death if you don't get across. And it targets the response. You believe in a gift, a free gift of God, not a wage, not the working uh, works of your practice, works of your life. Uh, the cons, then, is that it assumes a God. It assumes that you understand his goodness, you understand, and you desire to be with him. It assumes the knowledge of sin. It assumes that when I'm telling this to somebody, that they can think, yeah, I am separate from God. I am living a life that's not satisfying me, that's keeping me, sorry, keeping me down, keeping me crushed in a lot of ways. And then it doesn't get at the action, like Jake mentioned, of faith. It doesn't tell you what to do moving forward. You have this, like, believe. What does belief look like? So then... Who is this best for? It's best for somebody who's putting their faith and their trust in their, salva- in their works of their salvation. No. People who are putting their trust in their salvation in works. There you go. So I would use this for somebody that is very passionate, very, you could say legalistic. Somebody who very passionately believes, I need to do this, 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 and this. Or I think it's more impactful when somebody says, man, I'm not a good enough Christian. I can't do this, this, and this. And that's when you can draw out the whole bridge and say, hey, you don't have to. God did it for you. Christ is the response. Belief in the free gift is the response. Not how good you can be. Not how good you can act. So, we're going to take about five minutes. I wish I had my phone on me to time you. 
to practice it with each other. This is the first part of the workshop. Take literally like five minutes. If you did it two weeks ago with, when Zach uh, talked about it, find somebody who didn't do it so you can switch, let them do it because you're not going to get through both you guys in five minutes. But find somebody to practice it for five-ish minutes. Ellie's got a timer. She'll yell at all of you guys really loudly. Ready, go. Sorry, side note. Two questions that you can build off of that are really great. Where do you see yourself? Uh, why do you see yourself there that you can also incorporate into kind of the ending, concluding thoughts? Back to it. Hello, 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 hello. Ha, ha, ha. Give me a second. Everybody wrap up in the next 15 seconds while I walk up here. Five, four, three, two, one. Awesome. Scoot that over, huh? Great. You guys are all experts. You guys can all do that perfectly, proficiently. Bradley is perfect. Um, next diagram is the well diagram. Again, we went over this last week, so I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it, hopefully even less than the bridge. Um, we start with a big statement at the top. People will follow, give themselves to, and trust in whatever they believe will give them life. Right? That's the big. You're in conversation with somebody, and you say, hey, can I show you a diagram? It's called the well diagram. It all starts with this. You lay out that first sentence. Naturally, the first thought that they might, might, may or may not have, may or may not vocalize is, what does that life mean? And what I kind of decided was, uh, life is what people believe to be their purpose or places of satisfaction. And so at that point, then, you can draw little rectangles or cisterns. We ditched the random shapes because that was the worst. And like Sweeney pointed out, <laughs> stars are really hard to draw. It is. So, unless you can go through it with a lines, really hard. So we got, got rid of the shapes. Now they're boxes. These are cisterns. You'll see that on the next slide. Don't worry about it. And hey, if you're doing this with somebody, honesty breeds honesty. Vulnerability breeds vulnerability. The more open and just raw you can be with your emotions and your life, the easier it is and the more in-depth this conversation is going to go. So I wrote that three, th oh, so you can go back, sorry. No, you're good. That three things that I, I pointed, that's my fault. Three things I typically find, try to find satisfaction in are uh, validation in my manhood. I desire leadership, and so I get uncomfortable sometimes actually doing leadership things because I'm always trying to check my motivation because I do get the wrong motivation a lot of the time. And then I get really sucked into people-pleasing. And so when you're doing this with somebody, again, the more open and more honest you can be, the better it's going to be for the whole conversation. So then you say, but you know what? These are our, our six items. What's the alternative? Now I can flip. You go to Jeremiah 2.13, and uh, I heard somebody else besides Paige can memorize it and has it, has it memorized. I think her name's Alexi. You want to read it out for us? Or say it. Don't, don't, don't read it. Just say it. Just say it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, give her a clap. Um, Similar to last week, we need to find a good handful of words, <laughs> a lot of words. So you've got the cistern, the brokenness, the, uh, sorry, why am I blanking so hard? Hued, what kind of heck, what the heck kind of word is that? Uh, fountain of living water. And I found this little diagram because I thought that was incredibly helpful for, helpful for myself at least. Because who really knew what a cistern was coming out of last week? Oh my God, Ellie, come on. <laughs> nobody, nobody knew, nobody knew. And so, you're going to go through this with somebody. You're going to define the words. And ultimately, the big point is, man, this cistern, 
that we're constantly pouring into, we're pouring our uh, people-pleasing into. I'm pouring, trying to be funny, trying to be smart, trying to be likable into my people-pleasing cistern, and it's got a hole in it, and I'm running dry because I'm pouring into it, and that thing's never getting full because it's con continually, sorry, that's really loud, continually emptying itself out. So man, what's the alternative? And you flip back to your good old verse, you flip back to the well of living water, and you draw a little well. So you can see you've got tall well and groundwater, and you can say, man, that water never runs dry. The water of Christ, the satisfaction we feel in Christ, I don't have to fill that up. I'm not the one pouring into it. It's got eternal water that is always running through it that God is giving me. Wait a second. Cool. And so, ultimately, you can, you can talk to this person, whoever it is. I want you to say him again. Sorry. But just say, man, how can you and I seek this living water? And honestly, it just opens up a lot of conversation. So if you want to flip to the next slide, it's really short, really easy. Um, oh, how do we respond? You can click again. This whole little nice passage, or right, nice little typing from Zach about how the living water never runs dry, never leaves you empty, never leaves you wanting, always satisfied. Um, you can flip on again to the pros and cons. Pros and cons of the well. Again, I want you guys to turn to your neighbor, talk 30 seconds. Couple pros, couple cons, we'll talk, meet back. Meet back here in 30, go. Hello, hello, there we go. Awesome, come on back. Uh, what are some pros and cons you guys thought of of the well diagram? I mean, three pros. Good, great visual, awesome, thank you. What else? What? Practical, Practical. awesome, thank you. There is, yes, awesome, I love that part too. Gets the, uh, both the discipler and the disciplee involved in the process. You guys are working back and forth, building off of ideas together. I love that. Uh, what are some cons you guys thought of? Very personal, yes, it is, very personal. What else? Complex, what's that? Mm-hmm, yep, and you, you say complex? Yes, awesome. No, somebody said complex. Izzy said complex, thanks Izzy. <laughs> um, yeah, again, Zach and I has agreed upon pros were that, oops, sorry, I already flipped my page. What a dingus, huh? See, this is why we need the staff back. <laughs> Shows our false hope and brokenness. Uh, gives an answer for why we feel so depleted in the world and in our hopes. Uh, does have, like Brad said, has opportunities for real and intimate conversation and points to God for the ultimate satisfaction. Well, then the cons are that, like it's been said, assumes an understanding of God, doesn't clarify how to do the faith exactly, and can give false hope for a constant happiness, kind of a prosperity gospel vibe of like, if you believe in God and if you put your hope in him, you will never, ever be sad in any way at all. And so we know these aren't true. Obviously, a lot of this stuff just comes with more conversation. Continued dialogue. Uh, theoretically, we're doing a lot of these with relational ministry. You're meeting with, meeting with this person more than just one time. You're not just saying, hey, look at the well. Look at Jeremiah 2.13. See ya. But you're continuing to talk and dialogue with this individual get to know them, answer these questions throughout time. Next, oh wait, you guys have to practice this, huh? All right, five more minutes. I got a timer this time, because I thought ahead. Five minutes, find somebody different, you know? Mix it up, find something different, five minutes, ready to go. Let's uh, come back together again. Uh, George, can you actually flip back one slide for me, please? Awesome. I didn't mention, so I'm sorry, the best case scenario or what is this, uh, who are we kind of doing this for? 
We're doing this for somebody who fails to find satisfaction in God and instead is looking for, for the world. So I figured that was probably a pretty big point to retouch on. <laughs> Thanks. But i uh, move on to the brand new one, God, Man, Christ Response. Whoa, don't give the answers away. Just kidding. Um, this is one I want a lot of open dialogue. We're almost going to be doing it together like I was, I don't know, Tim Devane and you're a student or something. Like just some big hot shot and you're just students. So, <laughs> um, who is God? You know, I, under, under that I wrote, who is he? Like, just give me some characteristics of God and who he is. Shot him out, ready to go. He is love. We've heard that a lot. Good work. What else? Holy, Holy. <laughs> cheater. What else? Creator, awesome. What else? Steadfast, Steadfast. awesome. What else? Judge, Judge faithful, both great adjectives. Yeah. Keep going, what else? Good, Good. awesome. Great. Great. Not safe. Great song. What else? Did you say something down here? I said, huh? Oh. Uh, I was repeating Jonathan Sweeney, who said, not safe. Got it. Mm. Ecstasis. Ecstasis? Oh! That's a big word. The answers, not answers. Some of the things that, if you were doing this with a student, uh, Zach and I thought would be really important to touch on are these four right here. Uh, that God is love, God is holy, God is good, and then Yahweh slash Elohim, which this one's more of a concept in a way, but, and these will all be at the end when you guys are practicing, so if you're looking to take pictures, it might be more helpful to take it at the end. <laughs> Not to call you out or anything. <laughs> I'm sorry. The Yahweh Elohim aspect I think is really cool. Uh, it's something I've been learning a lot about recently. The idea that uh, this comes from Genesis when he writes, uh, God, Lord God, right? Why are the two words? They're being translated from Yahweh Elohim, which essentially have two slightly different connotations of the idea, right? Yahweh is a very personal, loving, he is your father next to you, God. And so that kind of attests to the love, the good, all this stuff. The Elohim attests to the God that created the universe, the big, powerful, mighty, strong God. And so, I just think it's a cool way to kind of sur- summarize, I almost said surmise, that's not a real word, summarize uh, the two concepts of God's characteristics. So if you're doing this with somebody, awesome, like, like what, exactly what you guys did, we're just having a dialogue. Who is God? What do you think he is? Listing characteristics, I would just try to highlight these four ideas somewhere in there. Uh, next one. We've got man. Who is man? What did he do? So again, give me answers. Start rolling. Sinful, what else? Creation, Creation. awesome, great. Image of God, yes. This is literally us, guys. I feel like this would be pretty easy. Scared, bad, awesome. Broken, full of fear. Everybody turn to your neighbor and say three, what's that? Sorry. No kidding. Uh, Every turn to your neighbor and say three ideas. Ready, go. You are all the worst. You know exactly what I meant. And I'm blaming Benerson for starting that 
revolution. Anyways, turn to your neighbor and talk about three different ideas of who is man, what did he do. Ready, go. I don't want to hear any more sass from you guys. Perfect. Good enough. Give me three more answers. Julia. Why well, didn't know. I was I'm in front of everybody. I'm nervous. Okay, leave me alone. Golly. What are three more three more words? Oh, that's definitely not a real word. Keep going. Prideful. Awesome. What else? Image bearers. Image bearers. Yes. What'd you say? Yes. Mm, tell them about it. Sweet. So, Jordan, if you hit it once, on the left side, I got some positives. Image bearers made for God's glory, made for relationship, some fantastic things. And again, just like if you're doing, doing this with somebody, you talk about all the things we just talked about. This is a longer diagram, if you can't tell. But I, me and Zach, Zach and I, decided it'd be awesome if you could highlight these three things, three positives. Looks like people are still writing, so I'll give you... A few more seconds. Are they going to be at the end so I can take a picture? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> On the flip side, then, there's also some negatives that we want you guys to highlight. Those are that we are victims of sin. I talked briefly a few Wednesdays ago about uh, my own past, my own family, how my dad's an alcoholic. I'm a victim of that sin, but I'm also a villain of sin. I myself am quite a, sin, quite a sinful person, as anybody who spent any amount of time with me <laughs> would know. Anyways, wow, let's not get into that right now. Start crying from the front. But <laughs> I'm a villain of sin. We are villains of sin. We are separated from Christ, and we are dead in our transgressions. These are some of the six bigger topics to hit with man. Keep going. Christ. Christ, give me some answers. Who is Christ? What did he do? Messiah. God, Messiah. Yes, keep going. Perfect. Keep going. <laughs> that was a really weird sound. Keep going. Sorry. Keep going. Servant. Awesome. Keep going. Priest. Priest. Awesome. Keep going. Perfect priest. What's up, Hebrews? What's that? Humble. King. Humble. Great. Lord. Lord. Awesome. Again, we got four. No, sorry. Six. Five. Five items that we highlighted. You want to throw them up? We wrote that guy. Christ is fully God, fully man, without sin, defeated flesh, the world, and the devil. Did I shorthand that? No, I wrote it up there. Just shorthand it on my notes. And then he is declared righteous and proven, declared righteous, declared us righteous by his death, and then proved that we're righteous through his resurrection. And again, these will all be on the end so you can take a picture. Mm-hmm. And then finally, of the God-man-Christ God, response, we have the response. Guys, come on. I set you up. I'm just kidding. No, you're supposed to say it with me. We're supposed to say response. No, it's too late. It's too late. You missed it. Response. How do we respond? And again, this is dialogue. I'm talking to you guys. I'm Big Tim Devane. You're some measly little student that you probably doesn't text back for. Never mind. That's a not appropriate joke to make a front front. Keep going. <laughs> Sorry. What, what is our response? How do we respond to God, to man, and to Christ in this instance? Repent. Great word. Keep going. Obedience. Obedience. Awesome. Keep going. Believe. Confess. Yes. What's that? Believe. Believe. Awesome. 
You guys reading my notes? You cheaters. You're right behind George. Gratitude. Great. Appreciate it. Worship. Awesome. Loving people. Awesome. So the three big ones we had were repent and believe, acknowledge your deadness, so understanding that you are separated from God, and acknowledging that Christ is enough to pay that debt. This kind of touches back on the bridge diagram a little bit, you know, but acknowledging that God's death and God's aton- Christ's atonement fully satisfies and is fully sufficient for our death, for our sins and transgressions. Wow, hard word to say, apparently. So, again, I'm not going to spend too much time letting you guys write this because you can write this at the end. But moving into the pros and cons, what are pros and cons? Just start shouting them out. Pros, what are some pros? That's not a pro. Must, no, no, it could be. Could be a pro. Maybe you want to take a long time. It takes a long time. What else? What's that? Yes, great. What else? Mm, yes, what else? Mm, yes. Wow, I keep, gotta keep stop saying mm, yes. It's kind of weird, huh? Interactive. Interactive. Awesome. How about this half of the room? You guys are all really quiet. Seth, don't look over the shoulder. <laughs> Anything, come on. Gives framework for the gospel. Mm, great work. Thank you, Seth. Uh, some pro- Suppose we wrote down where that it gives framework for the gospel, so we kind of discussed. It gives the underlying uh, foundations of, you know, who is God, who are we, who is Christ, what is this whole God thing about. Uh, identifies the fundamentals. It is complete. It doesn't really have any holes. I mean, it does because it's not perfect. But out of the diagrams, it most fully covers kind of A to B Christianity. And then we wrote, it could be a home run, right? Yeah, I did write that over there that theoretically, and these all could be home runs, but this has the highest chance of being like, hey, here is God, here is our response, believe right now. And so, then, on the flip side, cons. Shout out some cons. Takes a long time. A long time. I thought that was a pro. What else? Guys, it's not perfect. Less visual. Less visual, yes. Abby, sorry. What's that? Law to, to remember, yep. It assumes they'd be willing to admit they're sinful. Mm, mm-hmm. I hear that. Ah, she said, assumes that they're willing to be, admit that they're sinful. <laughs> Sorry, I could be repeating. Less personal. Less personal. Thank you, whoever said that. What else? Could be a strikeout. Could be a strikeout, you know? <laughs> You ask for more answers, especially from half of the room, and they just leave you hanging for, yeah, it's really awkward, man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. People, people always respond to me, but. Uh, we wrote that there's, lo- sorry, you can click. Lots of writing. It's not a visual. It's not like a diagram, per se. Um, it takes a lot of wisdom and discernment to understand how much or little to really dive into each section. I mean, we kind of hit the bigger points that I'm sure the great Tim Devane would hit with any of you guys. Sorry, i got to stop using you as an example. It's kind of rude. Tim is awesome. I do enjoy Tim quite a bit, so I say that in front of all you guys. So if I did say anything to discredit his name, I apologize sincerely. Um, but it takes a lot of wisdom and discernment to understand how much or little of this gospel should I be sharing. And 
one could, one could suffer from infobesity. Oh, this is a term coined by Zach. Bless you. <laughs> uh, just the idea that it's a lot of information and it's just drinking out of the fire hydrant. So some people could be overwhelmed if not done, again, in an area of wisdom and discernment. But I'll give you, oh, and then finally, who is this for then? Any, any ideas, any guesses? Anyone and everyone. I found myself doing this with Zach and being like, whew, man, even I, not even I, sorry. That, I found a lot of good stuff in this, and I'm sure, I hope you guys found some good stuff in this yourself. So again, five minutes, practice time. It's all here. I don't understand what that was about. <laughs> Ready to go. All right, let's come on back for a little bit. Still trying to get you guys back to your free day in a timely manner. Um, you can go on the next page. And to wrap up a little bit, it all comes down to perspectival. Again, I think another made-up word. I'm not totally sure. Julia, don't research it, please. Um, that we can look at things from lots of different angles, lots of different sides. I kind of made this little diagram down here for you. Fourth diagram. Just kidding. That as we're coming out from different angles, we're going to see different aspects of it. We're going to see different things. Right? So think about Proj. If you stand in front of the gate with our parking lot and you looked at Proj, you'd see the two-story on your left, the four-story on your right, and just a wooden door. You'd be like, hmm, I don't know what this is. Oh, I don't want to get too close to that, sorry. You wrap around to the beach. You look this way, right? You see the gate, you see the pool, you see the four-story, all big and tall. You see the two-story, the side of it, and you're like, oh, kind of like a dormitory, cool. You go to the back of the four-story. I don't get in that way either, sorry. You see, like from the alleyway, you see a giant wall and then two rows of rooms way up on the balcony with some really sketchy grates. What's up with that? Why don't we fix those? But no matter what you see, you're seeing, you are seeing Proj. You're seeing Project in different lights, different aspects. And it's not until you really get inside and you get to live it, love it, learn about it, that you really get the full scope of what it is. It's the same thing with Christ. We're showing Christ from different aspects. You're seeing all sorts of different sides from Christ with these different diagrams. But really push that the more you get into Christ, into true theology, into, to, into true just living it, living it and loving it, that's when you fully understand and get the grasp of who this is, what this is going on, what is this whole Christianity thing that the goofballs from Minnesota keep telling you about. Um, so, again, to wrap up a little bit, um, similarly to Paul and Peter, we approached it from three different sides. We talked about the bridge, how we cannot be saved through works, only in faith in Christ. Again, used for those trusting works. The well, we're not going to find satisfaction in the world, only in Christ. Use those trusting in the world. The God and man Christ response. Did I write that? Or did you? Yeah, GMCR. Zach, got, Zach was like, oh, I've never seen people shorthanded. Bless you. That was a funny one. Um, we are fallen people. The only way to be fulfilled and the only way to get back is through Christ again. Use for anybody and anybody to build a foundation, the framework of the Christianity. And ultimately, it's all pointing to Christ. It's all pointing to the love that saves. Something, something so much better than what we continually run to. Um, lastly, I've got three little takeaway questions. We're not going to spend a lot of time talking, but we're not going to spend any time talking about them. But I 
really just be excited if you guys want to take a picture and talk about them in your rooms or on the way back walking to Praj. Uh, not on the beach because apparently we get kicked off because the riptides are too strong. Bradley, don't try to surf today. <laughs> Just kidding. But uh, if someone's taking you through these diagrams, uh, what would your biggest takeaway be? What would your honest response be? Do you believe this stuff or do you think, hmm, I don't know, this kind of triggered me, triggered me funny. Simulated question two. Do you believe that these diagrams are saying, are there any pushbacks? Uh, search and pray for biblical answers. Talk to people. Talk to staff. There's no staff left. Talk to, there's, there's two, staff, two staff left, sorry. You, you know what I meant. You guys, know what, you guys know what I meant, golly. Talk to the PDs, talk to anybody, honestly. Everybody here loves each other and wants to grow together. And I can't imagine there's going to be a single person that if you come to them with a question, they're going to say, oh, you're stupid for asking that. They'll want to get to know you. They'll want to help you. And everybody, I hope, is going to get along in at least the sense of like, let's, work through this together. Let's understand this together. And then lastly, is there a friend or two that you could practice these diagrams with, with within the next week? Text them, set up a time. I'm a very practical person. I like when people say text them, because that means you have to do it right now. So ultimately, unless we have any uh, announcements. No, no announcements. Otherwise, we are good to go. Thank you for listening to me and my goofy ideas that are all Zach's, actually. So if you have any problems, talk to Zach instead. Otherwise, ready, break. If, oh, sorry. If you, like Hannah, have any questions about information or slides that we might have gone through too fast, feel free to ask me or George or anybody else who has the slides. We'd love to give you, give you that information. Just George. Just Bemerson. Bemerson has all the information you need. Thank you for listening to this message from the 2021 Summer Training Project hosted by Campus Outreach Minneapolis, the College Ministry of Bethlehem Baptist Church. Please feel free to share this message with others, but please don't charge, edit, or alter the content in any way without the written permission of Campus Outreach Minneapolis.